Welcome back to Love Letters and Mixtapes. I am so glad you're here. This is a weekly podcast with new episodes every Sunday and Monday morning. The inspiration for this podcast was a desire to talk about things that our younger selves needed to hear, whether that was 30 years ago, 3 years ago, or yesterday. You are listening to a Sunday morning sobriety episode where we explore all aspects of physical and emotional sobriety. And it's important to note that I am not an expert or the final word on this topic. I created this series to share my experience, strength, and hope with anyone on the journey of physical or emotional sobriety. After listening to this episode, please subscribe on your favorite listening platform. Rate it and review it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Audible. And if you enjoyed this episode, please consider sponsoring this podcast with a monthly donation by clicking the link in my Instagram bio at Love Letters and Mixtapes or scrolling down to the notes section of this episode. Step 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood God, praying only for knowledge of God's will for us and the power to carry that out. So step 11 is always such an interesting one for me. In some ways, it's very similar to step 10, but obviously in other ways it really does differ. But at the core of this step is a relationship with a higher power. And that may look so much different than our previous relationship or perception of a higher power. And instead of leaving us up to our own devices, bad moods, best ideas, or good intentions, once again, we are guided to add a little discipline, a little structure and repetition to what we do in order to grow and mature in this step. I always remind everyone that these Sunday morning sobriety episodes are for anyone in any fellowship or path to recovery, but I do want to read the section of Step 11 from the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. When we retire at night, we constructively review our day. Were we resentful, selfish, dishonest, or afraid? Do we owe an apology? Have we kept something to ourselves which should be discussed with another person at once? Were we kind and loving toward all? What could we have done better? Were we thinking of ourselves most of the time? Or were we thinking of what we could do for others, of what we could pack into the stream of life? But we must be careful not to drift into worry, remorse, or morbid reflection, for that would diminish our usefulness to others. After making our review, we ask God's forgiveness and inquire what corrective measures should be taken. On awakening, let us think about the 24 hours ahead, We consider our plans for the day. Before we begin, we ask God to direct our thinking, especially asking that it be divorced from self-pity, dishonest, or self-seeking motives. Under these conditions, we can employ our mental faculties with assurance, for after all, God gave us brains to use. Our thought life will be placed on a much higher plane when our thinking is cleared of wrong motives. In thinking about our day, we may face indecision. We may not be able to determine which course to take. Here we ask God for inspiration, an intuitive thought or decision. We relax and take it easy. We don't struggle. 
We are often surprised how the right answers come after we have tried this for a while. So after reading all of that, how does step 11 work? In the passage I just shared, they begin by offering directions for what we can do each night to bring us into right relationship with ourselves and our higher power and how to keep that channel open. What they don't say is justify every hurtful thing that you did today or write out a list as to why you deserve a free pass. They say, ask God's forgiveness and inquire what corrective measures should be taken. They don't say, lay in bed and think about it all night and perseverate and just turn it over and over and over again in your head and stay up all night and be miserable. And they don't say, make a list of why you're so terrible and punish yourself. Instead, they let us know that we always have the option of sharing honestly with our higher power, asking for forgiveness, and staying open to direction. Then they shift into how to start our day. And you'll notice here that they don't say, keep hitting the alarm until you rush out of bed and instantly pick up your phone and scroll aimlessly through social media. Instead, they encourage us to actually pause and think about the day ahead of us. And before we start our day, we are encouraged to connect with our higher power, not begging for what we want or bargaining, but asking for direction and asking to be separated from the character defects that would be harmful to us. Then we are encouraged to pause throughout the day whenever we find ourselves at a crossroads and ask our higher power for inspiration. It doesn't say, call everyone you know and see what they think. It doesn't say, only look out for ourselves. Instead, what it actually says is, relax and take it easy. I actually really love this part of the program. And it's the one that I always share intentionally with newcomers or with people who believe that they already know all about 12-step programs, despite never having read the literature or worked any steps. Because this part of the program always surprises them. This program that they believe is punitive, rigid, harsh, judgmental, and way too Christian, has a whole step dedicated to connecting with a higher power, and the closing words are, we relax and take it easy. We don't struggle. We are often surprised how the right answers come after we have tried this for a while. And that sentence is kind of surprising. It's not exactly what you would think. And it's almost like this entire program is about counterintuitive action and softening into grace instead of punishing and humiliating ourselves. Step 11 commits the recovering person to continued spiritual progress. And as we can see, the path set before us is a wide one. I think the book says it's a broad highway. And we are not told to pray to a certain type of God. We are not told that Different methods of prayer and meditation are off limits. We are simply encouraged to begin engaging in it on a regular basis and just see what happens. You know, I like to think that I'm pretty spiritual and I dare say even religious, although I tend to keep that part of my life to myself. 
And I always think it's kind of funny because the newcomers and sponsees who are hardcore atheists or just so angry at God or don't believe in God, they always gravitate toward me. And I get a kick out of it because I'm just glad that they're here and that they're even willing to argue or to be uncomfortable. That's just so beautiful to me. And for so many of them, they approach the 11th step with some understandable skepticism, fear, anger, and judgment. So that is my invitation to take a contrary action. And instead of judging their judgment, I invite them to compromise. I ask them if they can pray this one prayer every morning for the next 30 days. And that prayer is, Dear God, please help me to believe in you today because most of the time I don't. Like I said, we are on a broad highway here. There is room for everyone to create a connection with a higher power in a way that works for them. So often, the block that I hear people talk about with regard to believing in a higher power or the universe or God is that they had a bad experience with religion when they were younger, which I completely empathize with. That is so real, it's so valid, and it happens to so many people. Other people say that they don't believe in some old man in the sky looking down on us and being nice to us when we're good and punishing us when we're bad. Respectfully, I believe that a lot of people have that relationship with God. For some of us, our relationship with our higher power mirrors our very complicated or difficult relationships with our caregivers. And if we had one of those difficult relationships with people that we thought were supposed to love us unconditionally, what gives us any hope that this God or any God or even a stranger could offer us something more than our parents could? But the fact is, I don't. I don't believe that. I don't believe that I am praying to some old man in the sky who is waiting to punish me. I believe that God is an experience, not a person. And I'll say that again. God is an experience, not a person. So when we are talking about having conscious contact with God, maybe it's less about praying to some evil, distorted Santa Claus type character, and it's more about melting the walls of isolation that surrounded us in our addiction and opening us up to the grace of the universe. For some people, step 11 may mean reading religious scripture every morning. For others, it may mean a daily meditation practice. For me, I used to lead the 11th step yoga meetings in LA. Yoga is a moving meditation, and so we would gather for 45 minutes to practice, and during the practice, I would share about the concepts of recovery and how they aligned with the concepts of yoga. Afterward, we would all circle up, seated on the floor, for an open 12-step meeting. So just think about that for a second. A bunch of barefoot, sweaty strangers from every single fellowship, from Overeaters Anonymous to Sex Addicts Anonymous to AA, sitting in a circle, just sharing from the heart. Does that sound 
strict to you? Does that sound religious? Does that sound Christian? <laughs> Hardly. It actually sounds like conscious contact with a community of people who are doing their very best to be honest, open, and willing. 12-step programs do not define which form your spiritual growth takes. It simply involves a commitment to take time to reassess one's spiritual and mental state on a daily basis. For me, just a human talking to you here every Sunday morning, my 11th step practice looks like saying the serenity prayer and the third step prayer almost every morning before I get out of bed. Sometimes I say it before I even open up my eyes. And at night, I sit in meditation for about 15 minutes. So what does that look like? It looks like me just shutting up, literally shutting up, not moving, sitting still, and sitting with God. And that's it. It's that simple. And yes, at first, it was uncomfortable because I was uncomfortable with myself. I was uncomfortable with you. I was uncomfortable with the entire world. But repeatedly coming back to this moment every evening over the last decade is like having a calm, sunny spot in the middle of the galaxy that just belongs to me. And I can exhale. I can hand the keys over to a higher power for 15 minutes and I can just receive. I just sit in this space and be. And I can be without doing. I can be without trying. And for me, that is such a relief. So as always, I have some questions for anyone interested in journaling about this step or doing some of this work on their own. How has my understanding of a higher power changed since starting my step work? Do I have a specific spiritual path and how might it contribute to my recovery? What is the difference between a religion and spirituality? What have I done to explore my spirituality? How do I pray? How do I meditate? Do prayer and meditation help me to put things in perspective? In what ways have I seen any changes in my life as a result of prayer and meditation? When do I notice the presence of a higher power in my life, and what does that feel like? What am I doing to improve my conscious contact with a God of my understanding? What were some situations in my life where I tried to align my will with God's will? And what were those results? Why should I pray only for the knowledge of God's will for me and the power to carry that out? How am I showing my commitment to working the 11th step in my recovery? Did I pray or meditate today? 
do I have faith that I will be given the knowledge and the courage to carry out my higher power's will for me? If you had only one week to live and unlimited resources, who would you gather around you and how would you spend that time? Well, until next week, make sure to hit the follow button on your favorite podcast listening platform. Check out this week's playlist on my personal Spotify account and join me on Instagram and TikTok for daily journal prompts at love letters and mixtapes. And if you enjoyed this episode, please consider making a monthly donation to support this podcast by clicking the link in my Instagram bio or scrolling down to the notes section of this episode.